Let me express myself. Don't eat nothing. Stop. Listen. If you make penny, right? You gotta make arroz con gandule. Don't eat it. How do, you can't make white rice and beans with penny. It don't fucking just match. Eat it and that's it. If you make pollo guisao, carne guisao, anything guisao, it. it gotta go with white rice. Don't eat it. It gotta go with white rice. Stop. You make a hamburger, you make french fries. My chinos then. The shit don't fucking match. It don't match. This is cooking 101. It don't <laughs> fucking match. This is, don't eat anything. Don't eat anything? Fuck you. The fucking shit. You lucky you still yourself. breathing. You lucky you still breathing. Go fuck fuck out of here. You lucky so I'm gonna eat this shit because I'm hungry. So eat but it. you lucky you fucking breathe. Once again, we're recording to you from Southlake Union, Seattle, Washington, Studio 212 from the Soundcasting Network. This is episode 106. Grill, how long does it take, mister? Uh, it'll be seven and a half minutes. Out. Seven, thank you. Uh, I am one of the hosts of the show. My name is Bobby Stills. Next to me, Johnny. Toonami. Toonami. <laughs> That's good. Uh, good. We have a uh, guest in the house. I think we talked about him last week. Woo, 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 woo. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself, sir? Uh, sure. Uh, my name's Eric. I have a little restaurant thing I'm doing here in the city. Um, yeah, it's a good introduction, I think. You have a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> now you, you have like an entire restaurant group. Yeah. Though, right. Um, let's, let's, let, let's, let's knock that out of the way. Let's let, let people know, give them the information. Yeah. We'll give them the information at the beginning of the show and at sure. the end of the show. Yeah, so it's kind of a three-step thing uh, right now. So it started off as me doing stuff in my apartment um, because I was kind of just tired of working for other people. So I kind of figured out a way to still make food, do it the way I wanted to. Um, so that started off as auto, uh, which means inspire in Latin. That's where I get to sound kind of smart. Um, and then so I started doing uh, dinners in my house at 5.15 and 7.45, two people at a time. How big is your house? Uh, it's kind of small. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> this is a, this is an actual home. Yeah, it's like a, a condo in, in downtown Seattle. Oh, like wow. a Capitol Hill. That sounds like 21 gram sort of thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it was exactly something like that. Um, and I was doing uh, two people at a time, 15 courses. Wow. Uh, so I'd do them at 5.15, 7.45. You know, two, two people come two, in. Two people at a time. Just two people would come in. So it's like a small service. Exactly. Yeah. And it was just all me. It was like literally I'm making the food. I'm yeah. you know pouring and doing everything else. Um, and then that got to be a little bit more popular. So then I had to go and buy uh, a kitchen table. Uh, so I had four seats. <laughs> I can do four seats. You purchased it? Yeah, did you I go, did. Go up and down the alleys. I went to uh, Goodwill and I got it for seven dollars. <laughs> that's, 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 that's Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, that was the most coolest shit I've ever done. And then um, uh, the the seats came from Amazon. They're like seafoam green, which is okay. kind of cool. So for like seventy something dollars, I had a four top, uh, which was kind of fun. <laughs> do you still uh, have? Do you still have? I them? do. Okay. I do. I do. I kind of keep them there, and I'm like, wow, this kind of thing paid for my rent for a little while, right. which is kind of cool. Nice. So, and then uh, I was approached, you know, by by a people that had a space and so they were like hey man would you ever want to do like pop-ups here and there's like 20 seats there and I was like hell yeah let's go where's this um, at it's the old crush space so now it's like mm-hmm. coffee flower lab but so who yeah. came to, who came to you actually? they they did Jason no or? no no uh Aaron she's like okay. the culinary person she's the one that took over correct yeah they they took it over and it's, yeah. it's uh they're there like Monday through Friday you know like nine to four and then I take over the nighttime kind of stuff so Wednesday through Sun Wednesday through Friday I'm doing dinners and then Saturday and Sunday all day. Um, wow. So we're doing everything. That's a really, really cool space. Johnny, you haven't been there yet, have Mm-mm. you? 
It's cool. Come over anytime. Yeah, oh, yeah I went by there right when they turned it over to call it to the yeah. coffee flower lab. Gotcha. So it's coffee flower lab now. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's there. They they have their stuff there, and they're you know kind of operating their R and D um, on the first floor, and then they have their offices on the second floor. Nice. So, so they approached you. Kind of, you were still at your apartment. Yes. Correct. My fancy two-seat <laughs> two diner. And they just heard about it, or were they were they clients? Yeah. Did they come in there. No, they they heard about it. I mean, it's it started taking off really weird That's because cool. I started working on different things too. I said, "Hey, you know, I've got this really expensive thing that I'm doing, but then I also want to be more accessible to people." So I was starting to do like I'm Puerto Rican. Yeah. Uh, so I started doing like Puerto Rican food pop-ups in cafes around the city. So, you know, I'm pretty soon I've got like three or four things going on and they're coming to me going like we see you're doing these things you know would you ever want to do a pop-up here and by the time we were done talking I'm like no 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 like I'm moving in like let's figure out yeah this, this is, per- is a permanent yeah thing. this is a cool space like I, I, I'm not gonna let this go like I I, I like having people in my apartment <laughs> <laughs> but it takes me like two days to clean everything yeah. and the dishwasher you know and, and it was just stuff. it was just you yeah literally yeah you it was just me didn't hire anybody to come in and no, serve no Nothing. no there's you know, a couple times like Ingrid helped me out, who's my director of operations, aka girlfriend as well. Um, and so she came and helped me out a couple times, but mostly it was just me. Like I was yeah. like literally like I have a wine cooler. It's that's, quite ambitious. Yeah, I have a wine cooler, and that was like where I stored all my mise en place. Where does the where, where does the where's the law come in? Was the, was I don't legal? know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I you know the law. I'll tell you what the law yeah. is for me. I needed to pay fucking rent. Yeah, yeah. right. So by any means necessary. Yeah, I needed to pay rent, and I had bills to pay, and so if somebody's gonna come and say you have to stop this i'm gonna be like okay you know like i don't i don't know what you want me to do yeah, on that part I'm like sh- i'll, I'll literally fill my uh, a cooler uh with food and if i need to sell it door by door i'll do it right you know what i mean at the end of the day like that's all i got i have a, a skill for cooking that i've learned over time and that's the you only thing it? i know how to do man i don't know how to like draw pictures and like recite poetry and i don't i, don't, I mean i don't i mean that's the thing about it if, if you're a musician or an artist you can go on a corner right. and sell your art and stuff exactly but there's so many laws against right. people selling food correct and i'm like and it's well, art form i'll be honest like I know what I'm kind of doing in the food stuff. So yeah. it's okay if I do it in my own mind, this is like me <laughs> <laughs> rationalizing it, you know? Um, but it, it could be anything. It's like any street food stall or you go anywhere else in the world and go to places and people are hustling just like that, yeah. you know, and, and all over the world. Yeah. And so wh- who am I going to stop? Who, you know, if they're going to come and stop me. I'm like, I, it's not me being defiant. It's not being, being like, I'm not going to follow your rules. I'm just going to be like, I don't know if we should ask those questions. You know what I mean? I just, I just, just kind of go, oh, people were buying tickets. I don't know what to tell you, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's this is so interesting to me. I had no idea you started off in your apartment. Yeah, yeah and I feel like if it's a certain amount of people, that it should be fine. Well, I look at it like this: it's like if I'm a private chef. Yeah. What am I doing? I'm going to somebody's house. Exactly. I'm cooking food. They're hiring me. It's whatever. I'm not open to walk-ins. Yeah. So that's the difference. Like I'm. They know what they're getting into to a point. They don't know the menu. They don't. They're like sometimes they're like, oh, this is your fucking. Apartment. Yeah. Who were? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's great. Did you ever see? Uh, we covered it out here on the show. Did you ever see the Vice did a short about a guy who made. The number one restaurant. Oh, on, oh yeah, TripAdvisor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was really advisor. pissed off because I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I would have been happy the number two slot. That would have yeah. been lit. I mean, he, it came to fruition. He didn't yeah. see it 
served them the microwave that. lasagna. Yeah, but yeah, and There's, totally fooled everybody. Yeah, it would have been me. You know? It'd have been like, but El- you'd have been El- real. Yeah, El Sierra to Ken Roca, and then it could be Ken Rivera, yeah. number two. <laughs> you know, that's it. I'll take it. Okay. Uh, how did you find? How did you find your clientele? Did it start off as friends, or did it start off as um, you know word of mouth? Or? I think a little bit of both, because I've been doing some stuff here in the city for a while. And I'm from here. You know, I grew up in Olympia, so for me, it was like there was some press generated, you know, when I went and I left and went to Chicago. And so people were kind of like, what's he doing when I came back and started working with a couple groups here? There's, there's, you know, a couple of things like already going on. Yeah. Um, it started off as friends and family. They were like, we can go over your house any day and eat. And then like, now you're going to sell us a ticket. (laughs) (laughs) You know? So then I'm like, well, I got to pay bills. You know, it was cool, you know, shooting the shit and eating hot pockets and beers, but here's a really fancy version that I'm going to charge you X amount of dollars for. Still hot pockets and beers. No, it still really is. (laughs) Uh, We have a a story about hot pockets. We'll We'll get, we'll get into all that. that. Uh, so you you were, uh, started moving into some other restaurants, uh, started doing some pop-ups there, became pretty popular. Yeah. Uh, you were approached about moving to the crush space Mm -hmm. and having a permanent residency there. Right. Right. and that's when you started uh, hiring other people? Yeah, so I didn't hire anybody for the first two months. Okay. Uh, that was a really big struggle because I was doing everything. And I still am that pretty much like a lot on the of back of house work. side. There's still a lot of stuff yeah. that I'm all the way in. You know, there's nights where I'll give you an example. Uh, what was it two weeks ago? Uh, I was a Sunday. I think we did almost 100 people. And it was just me and Ingrid the entire day. Ooh. And it was brunch twice the Puerto Rican pork thing that I do on Sunday nights. And then I did a a salmon tasting menu right in the middle of the Puerto Rican thing. And it was just us two. We were there from 8 AM till about midnight. Uh, Um, and that was just a Sunday, (laughs) but I look at it like this, it zaps me and it kills me a little bit, you know, physically, but mentally I'm like, this is what I always wanted. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't complain. People are coming, they're paying They're whatever. You're making what you like. Yeah. And you're doing it on your own. Totally. I don't have terms. Dude, it's the best thing ever because I don't have somebody coming out of nowhere with an Instagram photo or some fucking shit like that going, (laughs) hey, why don't you make this? And I'm like, no, I don't do that. Yeah, that's you know, No, thank you. So when you you do your menus, are they Mm -hmm. mostly Puerto Rican themed? Okay. No, zero percent. Everything. I I look at everything. I look at, I was like, man, salmon season's about to hit. Mm -hmm. And I was having a conversation. I was like, we need to put something up. Like, for a salmon tasting menu. I want to do yeah. a salmon tasting menu. And that was literally it. Menu was something stupid called Salmon Says. <laughs> just because it sounded, fun, <laughs> sounded funny to me. Um, but it's something that I wanted to do. And I was like, I want to take advantage of this being yeah. here. And I want to have guests that come in that couldn't normally get this at peak season of this thing. It doesn't need to, I don't need to sell 100 seats a night. Yeah. You know, if, if we sell six or eight, I'm like, that's golden. That's yeah. great. Um, but, you know, in that weekend, we had 100 on a Sunday. So some of, the, some, <laughs> some of the smaller seatings I'm seeing around oh, drum town is what's yeah. becoming really popular. Yes. More intimate, totally smaller settings. Yeah. And that's a, a while ago. It was, you wanted large, you wanted yeah. a, a big seating one, maybe one service, For sure. but now it's a lot. It's a well, lot I think smaller. that's kind of the thing now is because, you know, you used to go out to these restaurants and every day they would have these, you know, grand menus mm-hmm. that you would go to and you're like, Oh, I'm gonna get this tasting menu. But now this is like, I'm literally making the choice. It's not like, Oh, I'm going to bring you to this restaurant or something no. like that. It's like, Oh, I'm purchasing a ticket. So I'm going to this thing. Yep. This is what I want. Yep. So, well, well, also you see the trend now of it's, you're not such a fan of a restaurant per se. You're yep. a fan of a chef. You're a yep. fan of a chef. So it has to be. And so you'll follow them from restaurant <laughs> yep. to restaurant. Yep. And so with the pop-ups going on, um, or installations, some people yeah. call them, it's, you get a variety of different kind of yep. things and you don't, you go there not even knowing really what the menu is. You just yeah. know you're going to eat well. I haven't given anybody a menu since I started this exactly. <laughs> at all, yeah. at all. Like 
ever. You, you have themes though, right? Sort of. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that, I keep it that way just because I want them to be surprised and I also want to be surprised myself. Well, then it gives you more creative <laughs> yeah. Like, well, space. Also, yeah. Well, I mean, if you plan a dinner out three months down it's the road, you don't terrible. know what's, you know, yeah. what, what, what mm-hmm. your purveyors are going to have right. or who you're working with, right. what's really good. Yeah. So. Or you oversold the one ingredient that you can't get that day. <laughs> like I've, I've done dinners like that. I've done those types of things where you're like, yeah, there's this wedding that we're planning for, for next year. And they really like artichoke. Artichoke season season stopped yeah, short yeah, by yeah, one yeah. week, and now we're like <laughs> running around calling places in California or who knows, going. I need artichoke. I had a friend. <laughs> I had a friend who did a pop up. I, I know you know him. He's been on the show before, but he we went to his place and he had his menu. He put his menu up, and then he had ran out of stuff, but he was still trying to serve it. Yeah. And I talked to him later, and I said, just just don't serve it. Yeah. If you can't serve a quality product, yeah, it makes you look like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Or just have pizza ready to give yeah, out something, that you order something from somewhere else. something different <laughs> don't you know don't don't like, sell me great don't it's, sell me garbage no just consolation prize yeah. like i didn't get you the dinner you wanted but i did order you some pizza from it's, like dinos yes it's gonna be it's delicious. fucking it's gonna be delicious. delicious we're even yeah we're good. good all right it's like i paid you back <laughs> okay so let's step back in time real quick yeah um when did you start cooking and where um, did you start cooking? as a little kid Okay. Yeah, my my family's family's, yeah, family's Puerto Rican, you know, so that's a big deal for them. You know, my parents worked a lot. My dad's military. My mom was working in a bank and reserve police officer. It's in so Olympia, correct? Yeah, so they were just like full time running and gunning. When my grandparents moved from Puerto Rico over here to help, kind of facilitate, you know, us, uh, my sister and myself. And so he would set up like a stepping stool next to the oven and have me stir soups and sauces and all that. You watch this. Yeah. The way it should be. Yeah. And like, I was like cutting stuff with a real knife, not some dumb butter knife or plastic knife, like a little kid stuff. It wasn't like, I never played on one of those little kid kitchens. I was like actually on it. So I, I did that for a long time without realizing it, you know, so tasting things Mm -hmm. and smelling things and seeing how things got put together in dishes, you know, in these Puerto Rican dishes or, you know, even when he was like prepping for like Thanksgiving or whatever else, like you see the, the five or six day out of that, yeah, right. you know, and you start to like, I started to formulate that in my head going like, don't do that. You're going to burn it. You're going to mess it up. You're going to fuck it up. And that was kind of the thing all the way through where I was like formulating it in my head without thinking about it. Yeah. Um, but that was never a, an option to go make that a full-time job growing up. My parents wanted me to be a doctor or attorney or whatever, you know, something that sounds cool. You know, your parents can be proud of, right? Uh, And so, you know, on my side, it was like, I just turned it off. Um, Didn't cook until I was probably my... I was in college and I had like a little George Foreman grill. And (laughs) I was like, yeah, I was like, I was cooking stuff in my room which was like the size of a closet. And I was like going to next door neighbors, like knocking on doors. Hey guys, you want to try this? You know? And it was just like a thing. (laughs) All Um, off of a George Foreman grill? Off a George Foreman grill. I'd go get like chicken and like make it, marinate it and put it on thing. Revolutionary. That's like those videos online of like the (laughs) Korean people making lunch at their desk. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was, I was like, Hey man, what's up? Come try this. It's good. Uh, And so then after a while I was, I pursued other paths uh, in business and all the stuff, mortgage insurance and financial services and all that kind of, sort of tie to work. And I had like, yeah, dude, it was. Meanwhile, your passion is in food. That was always it. You know, and, and I, everything, the coolest thing that ever happened to me, which is the most, probably the worst thing that ever happened was that financial collapse. 
Oh yeah. Because I was like shut down overnight. Yeah. Like with everything like, and my entire is, business. Everything. Happen. Yeah. But I was only like 25. So it's fine. <laughs> you know, at the, at the time I was like, I had a house, I had a car, I had all those like little check marks of life completed by the time I was 25. And I was like, dude, I can't do this anymore. I can't have somebody come out of nowhere and work this hard to then have them take it away from me. Mm -hmm. So that's when I started pursuing cooking. I had like a food blog. Uh, I was one of those. And then, uh, yeah, that's so some of those are good. Yeah. Yeah. And I started off by taking pictures of food of my own. It was trash. It was all garbage. <laughs> I've gone back and look at those pictures. I was like, like what, what is wrong with you? No. Yeah. And it's, then <laughs> it's fun though. I mean, it's, yeah. you're, you're learning what not to do. Right. And so then I started to get, uh, invites to go to restaurants because that was bloggers were a thing then. It's worth it. And this was years ago. Yeah. Uh, and they were like, come out, you know, eat for free. And I'm like, hell yeah, eat for free. <laughs> you know? Uh, and then I hit a wall. I, I hit a wall and I had a buddy of mine. He comes to me and he goes, you know, what are you going to do with this food stuff? You're like you're doing dinners at your house. Uh, you're doing all this crazy stuff, but like, you're not making any money. You need to figure something yeah. out. And I was like, okay, I got to get a job in a restaurant. I applied at every big name restaurant here in the city. Didn't get one call back. Let, name them off. Name them off. No. Come on. <laughs> That's what we do here. I mean, I'm sure they're, you know, they're punching themselves. Probably. But. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm punching them now. So have you, <laughs> have, do you, have you worked with any of those yes. chefs that you uh -huh. went in there and they didn't hire uh -huh. you? No, I avoided them actually. Oh, Once man. I got to the point of getting a little bit better, I never, I never wasted time going back to them again. That's real my talk. That's real talk. That's it. No new friends. No, no that's it. No that's new friends. Dude, that's no totally friends. it. And and that's what kind of fueled me to like kind of jump out of Seattle and go, what else is going on everywhere else mm -hmm. in the world? Yeah. Because if I would have just stayed here, if I would have gotten the job right off the bat, I'd probably still probably be there. Never left. I'd probably still be there. I'd probably just like a sous chef by now. And I'd probably just, <laughs> you know, being, and I'd, and I'd be like farting around in their kitchens. Meanwhile, they're on vacation oh, and they're good. Aspen food and whining good, and all this crazy yeah, good shit. Point. Yeah. And then I'm the one who's doing all the work while they're getting all the accolades. Yeah. And I'd be like, you know what? I don't fucking do that. No, That's thank awesome. you. So That's I, legitimate. Yeah. <laughs> and so now I'm back, you know, so I, I, anyway, I went to culinary school. I, while I was in culinary school, I staged at Noma. Oh, nice. I was getting promoted to sous chef at my job that I was working at Blue Acre. Like it was, it was all really happening really fast. But what's, what's, yeah. What's the time period? So within that, uh, like where you working? you were in culinary school yeah, here in Seattle. Yeah. At the same time I was working full time in kitchens. And then, and then you were working full time. Yeah. Too. And then I'd staged at Noma and I've gone, I mean, Everywhere, staged at tons of different restaurants yeah. too. How did you get into the stage at Noma? How was it? Uh, so he came, so they did uh, the book release for Noma oh, okay. here at, uh, what was that restaurant? Mistral Kitchen? Yeah. It was like $175 to go get a book and some bites. And I was like, I can't, I can't <laughs> afford that, but I'll figure it out because I got to meet this guy. Yeah. And so I literally went there and they're passing out the books. And I'm, I'm like, I, the only thing I'm going to ask this guy is how I can get a stage yeah. in this kitchen. I don't care, give a shit about getting a reservation there. I don't care about like fanboying or any of that other stuff. I was like, literally the first words I made, thank you. This book's amazing. Congratulations. How do I get a chance to work your kitchen? He's like, what? <laughs> you know, he looked at <laughs> do me. Do you want of, a book? Yeah. But he goes, he goes, you know, it's funny thing is, you know, we have Blaine Wetzel. He's our sous chef at the time. Yeah. And he goes, he's from here. I'm like, I know we're from the same hometown. Yeah. He's from Olympia as well. And I'm like, I didn't know Blaine at the time, you know, yet. But he was like, yeah, you know, email me. I emailed him that night all the way back in Copenhagen. And it was uh, Matt Orlando, who was a, um, a, or he was a chef at Per Se. 
And he was like, you're an American. You know, if you can come make it out here, like, that's cool. You sound cool. Come on out. Within like two weeks, I was out there just like stodging and like taking every little dime I had to fly yeah. out there. Because that's the, that's the thing. It's like, it's expensive as hell. It's one of the most expensive cities in the world. People dream about, people yeah. dream about But if you don't do it, then. You don't do it. You're yeah. not, you don't got nothing. Yeah. yeah. So that's when I came back from that and that fueled my stuff even more, uh, being here in Seattle. Yeah. And then I was in culinary school. I graduated. They offered me a job. I couldn't get um, a visa sorted at the time. At, at Noma. At Noma, yeah. And I still had school left. And I was like, ah, I got to finish. I'm almost done. You know, kind of all this stuff. And then I was sitting around. I just was uh, promoted again at the restaurant that I was working at here. And my buddy just comes in one day and he eats and he's like, you need to get out of here. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you need to get out of like Seattle. You need to go find something. Yeah. Two days later, he sends me a text. It's from Grant Ackett. And it's like, hey, we're looking for a culinary liaison. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't know. He doesn't know what it is. But I got a text from him and I got one from Lisa Nakamura, who worked at French Laundry with yeah. him, you know, Chef Ackett. At the same time, she's like, you need to go for this. So oh. I applied. They reached out to me. I staged. I came back. Two days later, I was like harassing. I'm going, you, you need to hire me. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I will move out. I shit you not in like two weeks and be ready to go. I get a call. I'm going to work one day and I get this call from, you know, the guy that was hiring me and he goes, two weeks, huh? I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll be, be there in two I'll weeks. He's there. like, all right, come on out. Fuck. So, <laughs> like, Bye. Yeah. I was like, I went to work that day and I was like, Hey, you know, Kevin, I sorry, gotta go. I got to go, man. He's like, if it was anywhere else, I would have punched you in the face. Yeah. I still remember him saying that to me and I'm like, all right, cool. So then, yeah, I worked there for, you know, three and a half years. Nice. Yeah. Alinea next area. So it's a kind of like, they're, they're family. Family. Yeah. 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 And how so was that? How was, it was working? It was, it was stressful, man. Yeah. Like I have a lot of white hair because of that job, but in a, in a good way, <laughs> you know, um, it was, if you could think of like adult Disneyland times 10, that's it. You know, there's no, that made, that reaffirmed a lot of the thoughts I had in my head about what I wanted to do with food because okay. I got to the point where I was talking to people like motor mouthing them and going like, I want to do this, 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 this. And they're like, no, that's, that's too much for Seattle. People do that here so much. Yeah. And it's crazy. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, 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 this, this shit works. Like, trust me, we'll, we'll figure it out. So I was always like kind of wanting that. Um, and then, you know, the opportunity came to come back and I did. Okay. So you yeah. came back here. Yeah. Uh, you went on your adventures. Yeah. I saw, I, saw, saw the end goal. Yeah. So. I, I worked for, you know, a couple of people here in the city. Uh, so when Huxley Wallace was doing their mass expansion, uh, I was the guy that helped with that. So I concepted out the Thompson Hotel, the Nest Scout. Um, mm. I'm the one that. Place is awesome. Yeah. Prototyped the burger for them. They went a different round on it. Uh, installed the people and parts and pieces at St. Helens. Uh, flipped the place. So Quality Athletics and flipped westward too. Wait a second. Oh, damn. You yeah. came you came back from Alinea. Yeah. Yep. And that's the job that you jumped into. Correct. Yes, as their like culinary person. Yeah. And so I just basically came in and said fix this, do this, do this, Lord to go here, um, pitch the deal to the Thompson people and their investors. And like, it was all, it was all this thing, like but it's, it's, the, it's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Right. It, th those are the things that are ideas that I was sitting, which on. was harder, uh, Alinea or taking that position at Oh, Alinea. Alinea. Yeah, that was easy. Okay. <laughs> that was easy. No, seriously, it was. Yeah. It was uh, that it just was, sounds like a lot of work. No, the, all of that was was like herding cats. Okay. You know, just, like and and like 100 of them at the same time. You know, <laughs> and that's fine. It's it's a good experience, but I, I remember when this happened and there were people in town that were scared because they knew like Well, these places everything started popping was getting up. Changed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know. and, and, and you know, there was some of the stuff that was a good idea at the time and not allowing our side, meaning my side and my people that I brought in from Chicago or wherever else, where else, really let us go. There was always this like stop, 
no, that's a little too much for okay. Seattle. Yeah. And then that's when I shit you not, man. You can see like right when those conversations happening, stuff started to close. They had to reconcept. Oh, yeah. They had to have these conversations about pivoting and all this yeah. kind of and I'm like, you know, if you just would have let us do our thing, we would have been fine. Yeah. So that's what auto is now. We would have been fine. Yeah. And every time you see it pop up, I told you so. <laughs> yeah, I mean hindsight is you know, it's there's a lot of places like that around town that are they come in and they half ass it. Yeah, there's no reason to. Yeah, Look, they pl- try to play it safe. The dynamic of the diner in Seattle has changed. Okay, Most definitely, it has completely changed, and it's not some Amazon kind of thing coming in. No, people are well traveled. They have a lot more money. They're going everywhere around the world. They're yeah. going to San Francisco. They know what Chicago has got going on. They know in New York. They're going to Tokyo, and they can tell you where the cool places are. They're watching TV and look at Anthony Bourdain, and then they're going to those places too. Yeah, you know everybody's like educated so you can't come into Seattle now and go we're just gonna have this you know a pasta restaurant serving <laughs> beet salads yeah. with pistachios Fucking, yeah guys here's cacio pepe like you've never heard of that shit before like you can't <laughs> no. do that you can't you, you can't do that that's fake shit you yeah. know and, that, and you're Absolutely. gonna get called out on it because I go you only way you can have a good restaurant here now is if it can transcend itself into another city and the cities yeah, you're competing true. with are Chicago true. New York LA San Francisco and anywhere else around here because I have I have guests and people coming in all the time going hey man we saw this little blurb and we're in Toronto and we came out and I was like, first off, do you know Drake? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, second, that's pretty cool. And third, you know, thanks for coming out. Yeah. And so it's, it's, they're like, we're getting stuff that we're not getting here, uh, which is really cool. That's amazing. All right. Very so, so you're at Huxley Wallace. Yeah. How long were you there for? Like a year, year ish. You did all that in a year? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty rad. I was supposed to interview, uh, Josh, Josh yesterday. Yeah. Joshua. I, uh, slipped up on that. That's all good. <laughs> He was yeah. classic Robbie. I had a party in too much. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Now, while while you were at Huxley Wallace, were you uh, when did you start doing your pop ups and stuff? Oh, right? it was after that. It was after. So that. then I, I worked there for a little bit. I worked at another restaurant on Capitol Hill, which I won't name. Uh, it's like three months. And then I was at the Alexis Hotel. So I helped them kind of like concept up their new investors and did the pitch again. Yeah. You know, same thing. Oh, my God. And uh, basically, you know, they sold the hotel because of it in a good way. And then we're they were just like, yeah, Eric, we're not doing any of that stuff. And I'm like, oh. thank you for your help. And so here I am again, and, you know, uh, version two of, yeah. oh, yeah, remember this? I told you so. <laughs> I told you so. And so that's kind of my thing now where I'm like, I don't have to check in with those people. You know, I don't have to yeah. pay attention. I just worry about my people that are in my company now doing the incubator stuff, doing whatever else. And I'm like, watch this. Watch, watch, watch. And I'm standing there. They're lighting the fire and I'm standing there with a can of gasoline ready to pour it on. <laughs> so how many know? chefs do you have working with you in this whole incubator situation? It's a lot. Um, because it's it ranges from the times where we've done collaboration dinners. Uh, you know, we did one okay. that was all um, is a twelve or uh, twelve female chefs. You know, so at the time there's twelve. Yeah. And I was you know I wasn't cooking. I was just like, hey, this is a cool thing. All the way to collaboration dinners we did where it was you know Chef Ackett's and the Alina team came out here. There was twenty people in the kitchen. You know, so there's a wide range of people that are kind of coming in and coming out. Were you um, a part of that whole situation that went on at Canlis with Grant? No. Oh, okay. What situation? Uh, they went and they they did a pop up over at Canlis, didn't they? No, that wasn't part of that. Oh, okay. No. So that's kind of what I wanted to get into next. Yeah. Is the whole incubator, the whole yeah. multiple chefs collaborations yeah, is what you know. Where did you come up with this? How how are you? Are you just emailing these guys? Are you just saying I'm a fan of yours? Are you all like Depends. what are you what are you offering them to, to make them want to come? So there's a difference work with you. in a collaboration. So when I when I sent a text, 
haphazardly to Chef Ackett's yeah. going, hey, <laughs> would you ever want to come out here? I mean, that's cook? literally what you did. That's exactly what I did. Okay. He was like, yeah, you know, sounds good. Like, let's figure it out. I mean, because that's his response. He's the best ever of all time. He's the fucking most amazing person ever. Uh, and that's how cool he good was about it. He was just like, yeah, man, let's figure it out. He's yeah. like, you ready? I'm like, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, and then we sat until like four o'clock in the morning texting each other, you know, going over details and whatnot. But there's some other people do, do you know, collaboration type of stuff where they're, you know, we did one with Susie Jane. Uh, so she picked all the wines. Yeah. And then I, that's a- I engineered it backwards. So I said, you pick all the wines, whatever you want to drink. Like the things that you like that tell your story and I'll make food based off of that. You know, so that was a thing. Uh, and then I have the other side where it's the, the incubator stuff. You know, so plain and simple, here's how that works. Uh, we have people contacting us nine times out of ten. Yeah. Or I'm seeing other people do pop-ups and they're like, I don't have a place to do this. And I'm like, I got you. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's um, I, I keep it very transparent. I go, look, here's some costs that you're going to have to see. Here's a 90-day contract that you'd like to sign. doesn't hold you or hold you at anything. It's like a real incubator. 90 days in, 90 days out. You can fly, get out. Yeah. Because that helps me two ways. One, it also it gets me getting new talent and new people kind of coming in. Two, if they didn't like it, they're not You're in not for holding it. To anything. Right. And three, if their concept really sells, that gives them the excitement level to go, oh, friends and family, give me money, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so that's a cool thing too. Um, and you know, it's it's plain and simple. We take our costs, meaning like marketing. We attribute, like, if it's doing, like, uh, targeted ads, uh, we don't charge them a space fee. We literally help them sell the tickets. We do all this kind of stuff. And then after everything's said and done, meaning, like, labor's paid and whoever else is paid, I was like, we split 50-50. It's fucking awesome. It's not this, like, you come in, do all the work, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, it's 50-50. And then 50/50. you just sit back, yeah. I go, it's, it's just as exciting for me to sell this as it is for you to cook it. You worry about cooking, let me sell it. Okay. So I have the logistics side on that side. So I have, you know, Ingrid is director of operations. And so she's doing stuff on the back end. I'm doing stuff on the front end where it's like selling it to guests going, blah, blah, blah. You should, ch- you really like, you know, Peruvian food. You like this and the end, blah, 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 blah. And then on my side, it puts pressure on me to find more spaces. So I can fill those calendars, fill those days, get people in there and look for places that go, oh yeah, we're only open from, you know, in the morning at 7 a.m. till 2 p.m. I'm like, what do you do with the rest of this space? <laughs> you know, what, are you, what are you doing with that? And yeah. then it, it gives me an opportunity to go to them and go, hey, here's what I'm doing. Here's how we're doing it. You know, and yeah, there's some little hiccups along the way. There's some roommate situations that I have to deal with. You know, not everybody likes all the stuff that I'm doing in their space and I'm lighting shit on fire and I'm doing all, you know, kind of crazy stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like, I look at it and go, what is everybody getting out of this? And if it's mostly positive, we're doing okay. Yeah. I'm sure there is a lot. There's some negative uh, effects of going into other people's spaces. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Um, what's one of the ways, like, let's, you know, we have people listening to our show from all, all over the yeah. place, right? And a lot of people, they, they don't have their own space. Right, they you don't. Know? And they're not as ambitious as you right. to, to start doing something yeah. on their own. You know, what's one way that you kind of get somebody that's not doesn't want to give up their space to somebody else or maybe has their own thing going let that's that's what I find a lot of people in uh, that own restaurants or kitchens they don't want to tarnish their I get that. name or reputation totally. and it's trying to explain to them like you know, we're not going to do anything like you guys are doing we're yeah. going to do something much different how is one way that you really put push push the owners over the edge to let you come in and really make it your own for that night. Yeah. I, I've pushed auto now. It's, it's a, it's a brand. Yeah. Right. So when I'm saying I'm putting my stuff and my best people in your space and your place, and here's how we're running it. If somebody's a little weary about it, I'm like, well then come in and see, yeah. and I'll invite them in and they'll kind of see it and see what's going on. You know, a lot of people like that, but there's still, again, there's those hiccups. It's like, well, 
you know, we get out of here at two o'clock and then you have somebody who's here and we're getting deliveries and we're going to, you know, they're probably not used to that stuff. The regular restaurant. Yeah, it's their space. Right. Or even how we use a kitchen as a restaurant. You know, when I'm doing a 15 course thing, it's every plate in the house, mm-hmm. like <laughs> going through this. Bring system. it all. Yeah. And yeah. people are running around and, and, you know, all these things are happening. Parts and pieces are moving and all the, you know, it's insane. Um, but, you know, on that side, it's like, well, what does that person want? And I'll give you an example. Like we're working with, um, uh, we have that space in Ballard and we work with people that own Royal Drummer. Uh, you know, on their side, they got into a lease and it's, you know, early in the morning till late at night. And that's what their hours are dictated in by the Jesus. buildings. And they're a coffee shop. They want to focus yeah. on coffee. So that's where they came to us. And they're just like, we don't want to stay open this late. You know, like, there's no point for us. We don't want to do yeah. dinner. We don't want to do restaurant. And I'm like, I will do the restaurant. You know, oh, I shit. will figure something out in this space. It's taking me a little bit longer than I wanted to figure out. But at the same time, I'm like, we have dates in the calendar that can help everybody. We can pay you guys the rent that you want. So you can pay your own rent. We can have all these other financial things that go. And even on the bare minimum, we only need to sell this thing five or seven times. So yeah, to meet your goal. To meet everything. And the rest of the time, it's just me scheming going, I want a dive bar concept in there. I want to do Danish sandwiches in here. I want to do, you know, and then it's like, I mean, you're constantly juggling different, different chefs. Yes. Different business owners. Mm -hmm. Along with the space, uh, the old crush space. Yep. Which uh, is like my like base, yes, you know, for that, me to cook, right? Yeah, it's yeah. your home. Mm-hmm. You it's your commissary. Because yeah. you're, you're throwing dinners there, too. Correct. Oh, my God. This is so much. It's like too much I, to handle. Where do you but... store your batteries at? Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I don't, man. I, I'd like to think if I can get a sponsorship from Red Bull, that'd be amazing. Um, or some cold brew coffee company or, you know, something yeah, like that. Yeah, free energy. Yeah. I, I'd be, that's what they can call it. That's a good name. We'll call it that. Brought to you by Otto. I'll sell that on the site next week. Let's go. Um, but, you know, it's it's one of these things where I look at it like this. It's We have a good thing going. Um, I could put the kibosh on it if I got into my own head and let an ego pop up yeah. and instead now I can go I'm doing this for the people doing the incubator stuff well that's what I mean that's what me and Johnny were kind of talking about this uh, before we came in here is that uh, with a lot of chefs mm-hmm. um, they do have a lot of ego sure and they don't really want to work it's with other yeah. chefs yeah. it's kind of their way or the highway yeah uh, you've kind of dropped that uh, ego and let people come in and kind of do what, what they're feeling for sure and you sell it for them for sure uh, you know on a certain extent I for my own stuff Meaning, like, my own menu of things that I'm doing. I'm very, like, that's mine. This is my thing. Um, But, you know, for everything else in the company, I want to open the door and have people come in and and collaborate and come up with ideas. And Well, I feel like that's what it should be, especially in a city that's, like, said to have, you know, such a great food scene and stuff like that. It's like we should be in – people should be coming to us to do things and then, you know, doing their own thing and spreading their love so people can see and experience all this thing, all this stuff. I look at the models of everything that's out there, even with tech, and that's where I – that's who I follow the most of, of what, how to work with people and collaborate. You know, we work spaces and then you have, you know, Amazon and they have 15 floors of whatever, mm-hmm. but there's a big mix of people there from everything. They're not looking to fill single roles. They're looking to find the best people, bring them all in and go, what can we do? Under the same roof. Right. Exactly. You know, Amazon isn't, wasn't just a book company when they started and that's where we thought they were. No. Now look at them, you yeah. know, and, and I saw that progression all the way through and same thing with like Microsoft and they start to span out mm-hmm. and go, here's all these other things we do. Um, and I'm like, that's cool as shit. Like I want to do that too. Like I, there's a website that I want to design for the future. I think of like ticketing systems and the way I see it that 
blows everybody else out of the water. It's it's a completely different thing. Does that come from your frustration or the problems you're seeing now with? Uh, I don't have really that much of a problem with like so I use Talk yeah. and that's where I you know I was at Alinea and that's all they use and that was their system so I, I'm very familiar with how that system works. I still think that there's another side that we're not getting into yet, and it's it's I talk about this like with tech in a kitchen the element of surprise, right? So I have this like talk these people want me to do for like technology and food. And there's a thing that, you know, everybody has these smart things at home, the Amazon echo and Google homes and all this other stuff. And they're like, yeah, I'm telling it what to do. Right. I'm telling it what to do. The difference between that technology and the next step is for that thing to surprise me. (laughs) Meaning, meaning it knows what I do or don't have in my refrigerator, in my cabinets, what I may or may not want to eat on a Thursday night. When you were going, you, you were growing up and you'd come home, your parents or probably wouldn't share the menu with you. No, <laughs> you, you it was usually shit exactly on a stick. It. That's exactly yeah. it. And sometimes I, I would be, that'd be fucking cool if you were just driving home, dinner's on the table somehow. I mean, think of all like the delivery methods we have now and it's just your AI through your, your whole house listening to you going, I oh bet you would God. like carne asada today. That was exactly what I was thinking <laughs> in my car yesterday because I was like, man, I got to get home because I had a babysitter and yeah. I had to get home and yeah. I was like, but I need food and I can't stop and I was like, I yeah. really want a euro and I was like texting and yeah. doing driving on yeah. the freeway and I was like, I shouldn't be doing this but I need to get food or else it's never going to come. Right. So <laughs> I mean, just think of that, like the element of surprise. You come in your house, you're sitting down and it's just there. What, like I mean, somebody's what, cooking dinner for you. Yeah, what is your opinion on that? How do you That'd feel about amazing. that? You're, you're, That'd be amazing. You're all for it. Don't tell me somebody wouldn't be excited about that. That'd be juiced. No, they're like, <laughs> we, everybody needs to get past the idea of like somebody coming in their house to like, oh, the, I have the Amazon people and they're coming to my yeah. house. To do, I'm like, that's fine, but your neighbor can do the same thing yeah. and do a lot worse, you know? <laughs> I mean, it, it's you're, if somebody wants to get in your house, they're going to get in first. They're not off. under contract to not they're steal really from not. your house. They're really not. But <laughs> if I have like a service, it's like these things that people, you know, tech anywhere is a big deal. I mean, still to this day, people don't realize that microwave is the most advanced technological thing they've had in their house forever. (laughs) And then they want to fight with things like, you know, sous vide and go, that's just really fancy. And I'm like, it's literally a bubbler with a coil around it. It's It's amazing. Two pieces of nothing. Throw some stuff in there. And 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 you're fine. Hours later, it's, Delicious. We were just talking about slow cookers earlier, and I'm like, even that's like way more dangerous. But those, people are okay with those it. Those Instapots are, yeah, I mean, they're good. They're I like amazing. Them. I like it's them. Fun. But at the same time, look at all that tech that's happening. I was like, these are all things you have to tell what to do. People don't want to do that anymore. I, I tell you that, like, people want things to be easy for them. You don't want to have to think about A, B, C, D, E, F, G every single time about food. Well, we, that's what we were talking about a couple weeks on the show is that uh, a lot of the millennials or younger people, yeah. uh, they really enjoy the meal delivery kits. They do. Because yeah. uh, something randomly shows up to your house, yep. uh, everything is measured out, yeah. weighed for you, and it Great. says uh, put A and B, uh, remove C, and boom, yeah. delicious food. And then they try to do that without the meal kit, and it's just this garbage. Yeah, it's a <laughs> yeah I mean, but we're past those times of you know the, the 80s where there were so many convenience food, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, things where you're doing Hungry Man dinners and leaving. Oh, yeah, the microwave dinner era. Yeah, I mean, that was a thing. Everybody's watching TV. Everybody's getting off at 5 o'clock. Wow. You know, by 5.30, they're watching the nightly news. Those days are over. Yeah. You know, Six now we're like, man. if I watch the nightly news, it's going to be like on an app as I'm walking somewhere else and I'm out. Yeah. Short, time short clips. Yeah. No, I get notifications on the phone. Ping, ping. It's like CNN. It's like, oh, yeah. shit, Trump said something dumb again. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like every three minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it 
really is, though. I'm like, CNN is blowing me up today. Do you realize that you breathing just sounds stupid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I got an alert for that. Son of a bitch. Always, I mean, yeah, that's all the, all the news is just what yeah. this dumbass did. Yeah, and which is pretty awesome. It's like uh, watching the movie Dumb and Dumber, but it's not funny. No, no, <laughs> you know? no, no. It's real life. Okay. Um, so, yeah, let's let's get into that. Yeah. So, you're supposed to speak. Uh, you're, you're, you're for the technology in the I kitchen. Am. We I had am. covered the MIT did a collaboration, and they opened up their first restaurant with uh, robots. That's great. Good for them. You think? I think, you know, to a certain time, and uh, we're all going to kind of be there with certain things. I mean, look at what's happening across all of tech when you have uh, world-renowned surgeons using robot arms to cut people open because that's a lot more steady than that. It, it's a trickle-down thing. I mean, we, we send people to the moon, but then we're not okay with, like, having a robot cook dinner for you. I mean... No, I, oh, we, 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 I'm just thinking about... I'm thinking about all... I, I understand the yeah. positive effects yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, and it's because I, what I was saying was like, if you have that robot cook you a meal a sure. hundred times out of a hundred times, it's going to taste exactly the same. That's fine. But if you have a human do it, um, yeah. it's going to maybe taste different. You're going to be spot on. Maybe yeah. 60 out of a hundred times. There's people like that, that so, like that consistency, yeah. you know, and there's people that I know that eat really like the same three things all the time. Yeah. That's the perfect customer. Yeah. You know, that's but, actually me. But here's here's what it sets apart. Then I go, okay, cool. You have your robot thing. You make your all these things. But then when you want something different, who do you come to? Me. Well, that's what that's what I was thinking about. Just culinary jobs in general yeah. is it's and what they were saying is that it's they would do it now, but it's just it's easier to pay somebody in the restaurant industry to do it than to buy all the the robotics. Yeah, because you're going to spend, you know, $500,000 for an arm to do something or you can (laughs) have like a crew of people doing it. Yeah. And it's it's a long term, you know. But then it's like, how long is it going to take for that arm to pay for itself? And in the long run, is it cheaper to do it that way than, you know, just to invest? Well, I think, you know, even like the way the technology works anyway, it's it could cost five hundred thousand dollars today. But in two years, it's probably 50. Yeah. So are you saying that you you don't mind going to eat uh, where robots cook your food? As long as you don't want robots working next to you. I know. I didn't say that. I was like, (laughs) as long as they can figure out how to season food and I don't have to keep on bringing my salt to restaurants, then I'm okay. This shit needs more salt. Yeah, (laughs) that'd be great. I'd be like, make a note a little bit. Season that. Come on, let's go. Yeah. Right. Just beat the shit out of a robot. <laughs> Unpl- you got unplugged. You know, it'd be it'd be easier to manage a robot than it would be to manage a human. Crew. I don't. They wouldn't. Would they wouldn't forget to label something. It's, I mean, you can literally have them doing stuff while you're not even there. Exactly. That's the, that's the part that's exciting to me. Yeah. Like, except the you know produce order. <laughs> put the yeah. produce order put away. Put the produce order away. Don't burn the stock. Yeah, I mean, those are the types of things that people in a kitchen don't realize, like, that don't work in the industry. Go, I don't want to lift up this 50-pound bag of yeah. potatoes anymore. Like, I know that sounds novel and, oh, I'm getting ripped. And, no, you're not. No, you're not. just hurting yourself just over hurting time. Because you're and, not lifting correctly yeah. ever. So. And I'm like, if I need to be the one that's just finishing all of the stuff and sauces and tasting everything, great. But if the other side is sorted, meaning, like, kitchen spotless, the floor is spotless. I got a, a robot vacuum in my apartment. Yeah, Rumba. It's the great goddamn thing I ever bought. It's, I come home and I'm like, this is amazing. They have those for gardens now. I call it uh, Metro Brumen. <laughs> Metro Brumen on the floor, Ninja. Oh, dude, that's yeah. lit. Every time he goes by, I'm like, Metro Brumen sweeps some more. It's <laughs> great. But okay. I, mean, I look at that and I go, I, that's 20 minutes every few days I don't have to spend doing that. Yeah. And I was like, if I'm in a kitchen or and or a restaurant, when I have my own restaurant, that's my own thing all the time. You're gonna see robots on the floor cleaning that floor. Oh sure. Yeah, you're Why gonna. Not? Yeah, it's silly not to. 
They're going to do, do it the same every time. They can do it the same every time. And not only that, it's like a scheduled thing I can do every night. And then I get my people out of there 20 minutes earlier. Yeah. It's more time for drinking. No, yeah. less paying. Yeah, less paying. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, guys, you checked out. Did you push the little green button on the guy? Yeah. Good. Metro Brooming. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is the future. Uh, I, I, I've learned to accept it. Uh, yeah. I, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. I no. don't know if it's a good thing yet. Wally predicted it. Wally. Okay. Uh, what do you like to cook at home? Uh, nothing an, fancy, nothing fancy. Anything. 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 Just, we literally do this thing where we're leaving, and just the other night, uh, I was like, pick whatever. And uh, Ingrid was like, uh, chicken parmesan. It's like, great. It's fun. Grab all the grease, made that, what? whatever. Doesn't That's matter. Just, I mean, I'm just trying to get an answer out of my girlfriend, so that'd be. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to eat? What do you feel like? I don't fucking care. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not question just the question. Yeah. Yeah. I'll cook We're it. eating nothing, and you can stare at me when you're angry. Oh, uh, so many nights. Uh, <laughs> uh, what is your uh, current favorite restaurant in Seattle? Uh, Kadaima Khan. Oh. Did you go to their little window thing they had? Uh, yes. That thing was amazing. It was amazing. And also the uh, restaurant now is man. still amazing. Yeah, restaurants they, they do really a duck, good. They do a duck noodle dish now. It's stellar. Cocktail program is great, Yes, too. it is. Uh, best burger or favorite chicken sandwich in town? Um, my Ono fried chickens. Chicken sandwich is stellar. Um, burger, Loretta's Northwesterner. Ooh. Good answers. Uh, favorite music to cook to? Anything. Except for country music. Metro Boomin? That seems to be yeah. that seems to be the thing. I listen to a lot no of country. trap music. I do it actually during brunch. I think yeah, I, trap brunch. Yeah, it's, it's the best way it's to brunch. It's the best because people are just kind of like feeling it. They're a little hungover. They're still probably were at the club last night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're like, I remember this song last night. And I was like puking over a garbage can. And I'm like, yeah, you were. Here's a mimosa. I think, uh, <laughs> I think we're all in agreement that trap music's probably the best music. It's, oh, I it's love my favorite. Drink, it's my favorite. Sun, um, Sunday after lunch service, we I go into the back pastry corner and I mm, put on my little speaker. Yeah. And they now call it Johnny's Trap Corner Sundays That's great. because <laughs> after lunch, yeah. you just listen to trap and you're music. Psyched. Yeah. And it's all, it's, it's, Oh, Makes yeah. you energetic, exactly. Or uh, uh, da- lots of Daft Punk, oh. uh, like yeah, yeah. And I call it Daft Brunch. Groove, Daft Brunch, yeah. Daft Brunch. That's tight. Uh, what kind of shoes are you wearing back in the kitchen? Uh, I wear stuff like this. I wear like actual shoes. You wearing Nikes now? Yeah. Afraid Nikes. You know, you know why? Uh, because forever I always wore. I never spent money on shoes, uh, and I always bought those little. Dumb things, not the, the not the Crocs because I'm not wearing the Danskos. Danskos, yeah, Danskos. Dans- 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 um, but yeah, I always wore those and didn't spend money on. I buy like one every year and a half, mm-hmm. and they'd be like atrocious and yeah, gross. Yeah, just dirty. But then I was like, you know, finally when I get to do my own thing, I want to wear like normal shoes that I like to wear. We're gonna go up in one of those pops and wearing like retro Jordans. Yeah, yeah. Cooking. But that's Rocking like some Timberlands. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's I've worn like sandals. I've worn like everything else. It's that's great. awesome. Stop. Yeah, I'm serious. Stop. Except for orange Crocs because I'm not Mario Batali. That's good. Ugh. You shouldn't. I don't. Uh, yeah. We try, we're trying to ban his name from. I know. Uh, bringing him up again. Good. <laughs> Piece of good. shit. Uh, pirate or ninja? Uh, pirate sounds like a lot of work. Like you're just on a boat randomly <laughs> stealing things like. And you don't know what's going on. Uh, I'd be a ninja, man. Right. That sounds like like it's stealthy. Like if you're a pirate, you're on a boat in the middle of things. Somebody else finds you, you're on a boat and you can see it. You're a ninja. You're in the shadows. That's true. That's good, true. good answer. You That's don't have great. to worry about when you're going to get paid because you're not you know worry about your next you know loot. Yeah, you're an assassin. And you don't have scurvy. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, what kind of chef's knife do you use? Uh, Bob Kramer. Oh. Ooh, that's a new one. Uh, do, you wear, do you wear shorts in the kitchen or strictly pants? Sometimes. Sometimes. Depends on the day. Okay. I don't if wear it, shorts in the kitchen because of this guy. If it's what you do, me. you burn yourself. I burned him. He that's opened tight. the oven door and didn't it say. Didn't behind. say oh, okay. Door didn't say was open. open. Yeah. So I turned around. 
Um, sometimes it depends. Yeah. Uh, if it's nice out, yeah, uh, I'll take that chance and wear shorts. <laughs> but what about if you have to go out into like, what if you have to serve? What if you? Have I to do have serve. No, I. Every, a, yeah, a, I anywhere, literally. Anywhere I. In shorts? There's no barrier there, in, in that kitchen. Yeah. It's right there. Like I'm bringing them all the dishes. Yeah. I'm doing, you know, service. like service we're with a smile. Yeah, and they're like, "Wow, those are cool shoes." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Thank you." <laughs> um, uh, what? How do you vent in the kitchen? I, we know, we know you seem like a really nice guy. Yeah, no, and I'm I have, sure you are really nice. I've heard uh, really, I've heard really, really nice things about you, but I know there's sometimes you lies. get. No, yeah, I'm just kidding. I know I, you I probably get, get upset. Absolutely. So what? What's some ways that you deal with it? Um, it's tough, man. It, it's a wide ranging thing because it could be. A series of stuff that just keeps happening, and you try to address it, and then it hits that time where you're just like, "I'm done with this shit." Yeah. Like, absolutely not. Um, and so, yeah, there's some yelling sometimes, and usually just me at myself or you know that person. Uh, and then I feel like shit, and then we have to like go 20 steps back and kind of start from scratch. And yeah, at least you're apologetic about your anger, though. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes <laughs> I'll hold a grudge too. <laughs> I mean, I, look, when you're working 12, 16 hours a day, yeah, in this, and sometimes, uh, like, I'm the dishwasher too you know so I'm sitting there and I'm like burning the hell out of my hands all day long and I'm running through all these dishes and flicking people's food off their plates and then I'm washing my hands real quick going back and then serving them within like a minute you know you, you get to wear all these hats and you go back and you and something happens you know and I'm just like why why is it the basic things it's always the basic things that mm -hmm. kill me if it's a one in a lifetime thing, meaning like they were carrying a rack of wine glasses and it just fell, I'm like, ah, oh, shit, that yeah, kind of sucks. That, that but sucks, if it's buddy. if it's the thing, like you know, when I worked in Chicago, it was like, why does that one person always break stuff? Oh, I have a guy like that. Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> you're you had to figure it out, and you go, I, is that on me? Yeah, it's probably on me. We didn't train him enough. You know, we're we're not showing him how to do it because then it falls on me to yeah. go and figure that out. But then if it doesn't, then you're just like, I don't know if this is right. All right, what, uh, what do you like to eat when you get off work after Hot a shift? Hot pockets. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah, seriously. Which one, pepperoni? Pepperoni. That's nice. the way to go, man. Okay. You um, or classic. You said you had a story about Hot Pockets. Yeah, um, I make them on the dive menu now. <laughs> uh, and they have <laughs> black truffles in them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Hot Pocket. <laughs> My man. Uh, with uh, hot sauce. Um, but black truffles, hot sauce? Yeah, man, Hot Pockets, the thing about them, uh, I don't have to think about it. So it's something that I can eat, and I don't have to think about it. Cool. I just don't like how hot they are when they come Oh, they're lava. Well, then it'd be like tepid pocket, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's your style? They should be called lava pockets. <laughs> I don't mind them being like a little bit frozen. You know what I'm saying? Um, just, no. Or like Dino's. Dino's. Go to a lot of Dino's, Big Mario's. Um, pizza Man. Pizza Man. Yeah. Pizza, pizza, man. pizza. 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 I actually man. ate a DiGiorno pizza last night. How and was, I was it? It was delicious. And yeah. I was, like, I was like, fuck delivery. Too like, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> too much crust for me. Too much crust. Oh, no. That's the best part. Too much crust. Yeah. It's it just... depends. Like, every, I think everybody has their kind of things that they go to. Yeah. But mine's not, mine's not fancy, man. No. Yeah. I don't think for well, most cooks most it's ever really fancy. Say, yeah. 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 It's, I have some friends that are, you know, super fancy chefs and they eat like the shittiest Trash. Food at home. Yeah, I'm like, like, I'm Rancho Bravo like nine times out of ten. <laughs> yeah. You know, for I a mean, while. I've I've done those things where you have like a black truffle the size of a, a baby's head mm. and caviar, endless amounts and all stuff, meaning like <laughs> I'm serving that to somebody else, not yeah. me. Yeah. And then I go home and I'm like, potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> like hot Cheetos has a new flavor. Yeah, or those like Haribo uh, gummy bears. Yes. I'll crush the whole thing the whole in bag. two seconds. Yeah, that's my favorite. I, I was like, snacks, man. That's that's it. I live off of Takis right now. Well, Wago Takis. I mean, I just try to tell people when you work in restaurants, so you're constantly tasting everything all yeah. day. You don't yeah. eat like a whole meal. And so you're not 
starving, yeah. but you're not being... Or I'm uh, eating over a trash can so I don't get the ground dirty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, some people are lucky and it's like, they're like, oh, what did you try all day? And it's like, oh, you know, I was eating chicken, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, what did you try all day, Johnny? And it's like, well, I ate chitlins for like seven hours and that was great. <laughs> yeah. That's my that's my life now. Like, just yeah. stank breath. Because, I mean... No, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, we, we do the chitlin yep. thing. But Chef's always like, you got to try the chitlin. And I was like, okay. And I try it. And he's like, no, you have to try the chitlin, not the broth. And I was like, fuck. And uh, her family's Korean, so they would eat kimchi like twice a day. <laughs> it was like nonstop. It was like kimchi breath. I like you couldn't get rid of it. And I was like, oh, you know, whatever. I had That's a girlfriend fine. who used to want to bring kimchi to bed with her. And I'd be like, <laughs> absolutely fucking. She'd always try it. And I was like, yeah. You're not eating kimchi in it bed. What if it spills in the bed? Oh, I mean, then God. you can tell your fermentation lab. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, what do you drink for your shifties? I mean, I don't think you uh, get shifties, but... A couple different kinds of things. I don't do shifties there, per se. Yeah. It's not a formal process. It's If it is, it's just me there by myself yeah, with Ingrid. Yeah. You know, it's just us two. Um, Clean, cleaning up. Yeah, just whatever. And that could be a range of... But is it like, is rose. It like a glass of wine? Yeah, rosé. Whiskey? I, yeah, I, I, I drink, like, nothing fancy. Uh, I like Rainier's. I like Olympia beer. I like Fernet. Um, on the fancy side, industry I, style. Yeah, I do. Don't we all on like the fancy Fernet. side, chartreuse. That's sure. pretty much it. I don't like beer. Uh, just just you Rainier. More, you're more yeah, like I like a, light, beer. light beer. I like yeah. like water beer. You know, for me, because then it starts getting hoppy, and I'm like, gross. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. Like, fuck this <laughs> IPA shit. Yeah, it's a, it's like basically you're you're drinking weed. Yeah, That's what it tastes like, like give me a pilsner, and, I'll just and I'm be like, fine. nah, I'm good. Okay, uh, you got any chefs uh, chefs to watch in the city that uh, that are younger? I think so. Um, so Anna Kasparova, she was a sous chef at Revel for a while. She works with us, does some incubator stuff. Um, she's so freaking talented now. Um, and then you've got Charlotte, who works with us, does incubator stuff. Uh, she's been doing stuff forever. She was like Zag at 30 under 30 and oh, just awesome. really, really cool. Marco, who just started working with us doing Peruvian food. Um, and Matt, uh, who does the Mexican dim sum with his girlfriend, Kelsey. <laughs> That's it's We've just kind of like, without trying to promote all the stuff that we're doing, but I will do it because duh. What's um, your job? Those are the people that I find that are don't want to do the normal stuff in the normal way of being and getting to being a chef. Yeah, Mexican dim sum sounds that crazy. That sounds baller. Yeah. Fuck. And I'm so like, excited. For, it I'm starts, hungry. Yeah, it starts at the end of this month. So, I mean, on my side, I'm just like, what do you want to do? And, you know, he gave me like a thousand ideas and I'm like, just pick one. Yeah. And he's like, okay, we'll do this. And so that's, I think the whole point of this thing is to be like, hey man, like, what's up? What do you want to do? And I don't, I go, if it sells, cool. If it's not, then I don't know what to tell you. That's you what know? I was going to say. Do you have any limitations? Do you have any no. perimeters? I just don't so, want it. The only thing I don't want. So some crazy shit they come up to you and say, this is what I want to do. And you're like, absolutely fucking not. The only thing that I don't want it to be is the normal bro down shit. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I don't, I don't, any, any, you know, I haven't had anybody come to me with it, yeah. but I'm not going to do fucking bro night chef shit with people I don't do that I really don't man like that's the stuff I stay away from because I think it's like everybody did that for a long time and look where they all put everybody yeah you know and, and not only that I'm like I'm not that type of person either if it's just gonna be some normal plain Italian food or some water who cares you what if somebody anywhere. wants to do like midwestern night and that's like <laughs> weird yeah so we have a casserole night that oh. Charlotte is doing <laughs> it's all casseroles that sounds weird. you know and she's doing a seven days with glaze so it's basically like Monday through Sunday little little bits of pieces of what they would eat and it's like tuna casserole 
and it's like whatever, whatever. I want I mean, that. That's how. That sounds. I want yeah, that. and and you know her. She does a brunch on Saturday mornings. It's like old school diner style, but it's like you're going to like your grandma's house, and she's yeah. giving you all of the craziest shit, pancakes the size of like two plates, mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. And you're just like, that's cool. There, so was, a, there was a restaurant down in uh, Belltown. What was that? That cross was cross from CJ's. It's a oh, it was the the diner. Yeah, they had a good. It was a good concept, yeah. like old fifty style diner. Yeah, it was right by the old Black Bottle, and uh, yeah, but he just didn't do it correctly. Right, and that's the thing. And it was if you can like, execute it right, you can do anything. Yeah, a twenty-four hour diner in Belltown would have been. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, how many times people wanted that when the old days? I was just I keep on saying the name of the restaurant, Tia Luz, when that was a thing. You know, ten years ago. <laughs> I mean, people were like dying, getting blackout drunk there. But <laughs> have you been? Have you been to that new space yet? No. Uh, you should throw a fucking dinner in that place. Really? It's an amazing really? space. Nice. I've been to a couple like uh, receptions there. Nice. It's a really, and they have the patio out back. That's it's a really good space. Nice. Um, I think. Okay, the, I know who I'm emailing after this. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I do pop-ups. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. Okay, uh, last for wrap it up yeah uh, what do you see in your future what what do you want what more do you want you want yeah you know uh, I want to find a place for Silva and Snoqualmie Snohomish area kind of build that thing out um, do it in a proper way it's gonna have like an it's gonna be essentially like an involved bed and breakfast um, and 20 seats you know we'll do 20 by 20 20 for the people sitting there uh, that aren't staying the night 20 for the people are staying the night 10 little micro homes around that kind of support it um, that's a bigger project big project i want to bring puerto rican food to the masses here in seattle uh unapologetic oh, and not that's and not whited down to people i've been wondering about that situation yes <laughs> and not not dumbed down or anything else or somebody come in going i i thought this was supposed to be spicy yeah, uh, and i'm like yeah. this shit is not spicy on yeah. purpose um but doing it in a real way where it's still approachable to people i do a different style of puerto rican food now it's not like anybody's grandma yeah my grandma didn't cook you know so on my side it's very different it's all the same flavors but just I tweak it. And then additionally, the incubator thing, man, I want to take that thing as far as we can go with it. I think it's amazing. Yeah. I want to, I want to go to different cities. Yeah, I want I to go to different areas. That. I want excursions that are set out of it. I want people all around to go. Those are the people that we mess with as up and coming chefs. So that way there's not some old chef there going, but you haven't even gone to Garden Manger station. How can, how can you say you've been a chef or you've only worked for me for four years and I have this guy that's worked for me for 10 years. It's like, dude, you're only as good as your paycheck. You don't own these people. So that's what I'm doing on my side going, your ideas are great, go. That's, I mean, yeah, I have a lot of respect for you when it comes to what you're doing over there. There's a lot of people that requested to have you on the show. Thanks. People that we talked to. Thanks, mom. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, she was emailing just, you a lot, we're huh? just, just like, so proud of you. Uh, anything else? Do you want to shout anybody out? Do you want to? Uh, uh, just say thanks for everybody. Like my, my crew at Auto, you know, Ingrid and Charlotte's and Anna's and all those people who have been kind of working with us for a while and all of our guests who we've had people since we've been in the space come more than 25 times. Oh, wow. Your, your uh, tickets sell out pretty fast. Some, some do. Yeah. Some are weird. Uh, some are weird times also yeah. on purpose. You know, sometimes I'm still serving two guests right. when I was wanting to serve 20. But the beauty of tickets is I know how many people are coming in ahead of time. Yeah. yeah. I'm not opening the door. Going like most extreme reservation yeah. you can get. Yeah, we, <laughs> we prep for 200 and we only have five here. What do we do? Um, so you know, the efficiency is built into that stuff, which is pretty cool. So you know, as on that level, and I appreciate like all the purveyors and stuff kind of putting up with me ordering one of something. Um, oh, wow, really? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, um, my fish purveyor is just like, really, Eric, like, <laughs> just that, that's all I need. Just one fucking fish, uh, or you know, my foragers and those guys coming out. I was like, I just need two pounds of this. That's it. Like, this is a brown bag, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, because yeah. And, and people, I, they're, the people that are working with me on that level are like, we know you're up to something. 
thanks for working with us for this year, but seriously, let us know when we can actually sell you more. And I'm like, no, we're good. Just wait. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll get there. eventually. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a, a long process, but we're getting there. You want to shout out your social medias? Yeah. How people get in touch with you uh, I have four Instagram accounts. How do you manage them all? I, for myself. <laughs> and then Ingrid helps me at the auto and I take care of all the rest of them. Because it's, it's let, that's my, uh, that's kind of like my, you know, like the matrix when all the things are <laughs> That's me sitting in a chair, usually, you know, on a couch, just managing the world uh, in my own thing of, but it's not that important. Favorite, favorite time to post? Uh, all the time. All the time. When I have something You're cool. Yeah, it. I'm trying to find something cool. I'm I know. To, yeah. I just followed you on Instagram and I was like, oh, his stories are, are active. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I'm literally just walking around like buying snacks at a grocery store and I'm like, this is cool. Um, so yeah, Eric Rivera Cooks is the main one. And that's also the website too, ericriveracooks.com. Uh, that leads to everywhere. That goes to ericriveracooks.com leads to the ticketing sites for Auto, uh, Capitol Hill, Ballard, uh, the West Seattle thing that we're going to start doing soon, um, the uh, Finney thing that we're launching on uh, Father's Day. Uh, we also have a spot in Queen Anne we're going to launch uh, so in June, stuff. July. And yeah, and then offsite stuff we're working on for next year, uh, some excursions to like Hawaii, um, cool things, you know. Uh, it's all good. And then Auto Seattle is the Instagram for that. And then Silver Restaurants. Will you spell one. it? Uh, A-D-D-O Seattle. A-D-D-O Seattle. Uh, and then Silver Restaurant. And then the other one is Seattle Lechoncito. Mm-hmm. And that's your like meal delivery, right? Uh, meal delivery and uh, hopefully getting... I'm looking for a brick and mortar for that in Capitol Hill. Oh, awesome. Oh, why, ca- why Capitol Hill? Because that's where the magic happens. It's the heart. Yeah, it's so. the hardest city, man. I still I still believe that. I've always seen it. Uh, if you can do it there, then you can kind of go in any part of the city. Um, plus, it's always alive. You know, I, yeah. I see spaces there that... Are, are closing at 10 and I'm like no that's the good part that's the good time you know stay open later and kind of take beat off of that nighttime energy yeah absolutely tons of that's what they're there, there for yeah they, they, de- they do definitely need more the only thing up there that's really that late is like Big Mario's and then there's that's like it. hot dogs yeah. that's about hot it dogs. and that's why hot dog stands go crazy but because that it's like Torta Contessa thing. though they, yeah that's lit that shit that is, place is amazing that shit is yeah lit. and then you know there's, you've got tons of stuff Dino's right around the corner and whatnot. but you know it's it's all like, I eat all that stuff all the time, but I want to have, like, another option, too, for myself yeah. and for other people going, like, I ate your Puerto Rican food last night at 3 o'clock. I was really super drunk. It was the most amazing thing I've ever had. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they mean. Uh, where, is your fa- where is your favorite place up on the hill to go out and get drinks, like, hang out at? You know, either Dino's. We go there. Yeah. I like Foreign National. Roomba, for sure. That's usually number one. Uh, Roomba's great. Yeah. People are great. I do like Roomba a lot. Yeah. How about you? Um, I live across the street from uh, Nacho Baracho. Oh, okay. So I yeah. tend, that tends to be my spot to hang out near, near my neighborhood. But I also like, uh, they just sold it, though. The place behind, uh, what's the, Rockbox? The place behind there. Oh, I haven't been, no, I haven't been it's there. a little tiny place. Okay. Oh, I remember that place. You went there for my birthday when you? That's right. Oh, we just went to the hideaway for the first time. Th- that's that's, that's that a That place, place is phenomenal. A really great place. Yeah. There's, just, some, there's some little secret there hidden really are. gems. It's not your big clubby. No, no, no. Uh, and that one place I'm talking about behind Rockbox, I don't know why I can't think of it. They really good charcuterie. Really? Um, super small menu. That sounds awesome. It is awesome. All right. Uh, if you want to get at me and Johnny uh, on the interwebs, uh, you can email us at grillhowlongsick.com. Mr. That's Mr. Mr. at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to see us on Facebook, it's uh, Grow How Long Steak Mr. What about Instagram? At Grow How Long Steak Mr. What about Twitter? At How Long Steak Mr. Our Twitter is active again. <laughs> hey! We got, Bringing we, it back. I couldn't remember. We couldn't remember the password to get out there. <laughs> So I was like, all right, we'll just reset it. If you want to see me on uh, Instagram, it's going to be at Bobby Stills. Also, Call of Duty's about to come out. You want to see me on PlayStation 3? PlayStation 3? 
PlayStation 3? PlayStation 4. All right. Uh, it's going to be at Bobby Stills. <laughs> uh, if you want to see Johnny. Johnny Tsunami are just pictures of my big headed baby. Big head babies. That's tight. Elmer, <laughs> Elmer gave Johnny some shine on uh, on the IG on the IG story. Yeah, yeah, His followers went up. <laughs> they did. Keith, uh, for any of your podcasting. Oh yeah, shit, man. Keith's here today. Yeah, super producer dropping a deucer. Super producer dropping deucers. Oh, uh, that's weird. <laughs> We're in the same room. They're, they don't smell at all. He's all, he's all, they're clean. They're he's clean. also known as the Prince of Pasta. And Risotto God. Risotto God. Is that? Uh, do you guys ever see? I always point this back anytime somebody talks about pooping in chairs. Uh, <laughs> it's the the sketch on Saturday Night Live where uh, uh, um, Peyton Manning has the Mercedes Meatball Edition. No, uh, it's it's phenomenal. Watch it. <laughs> and he's got a, a, the whole thing. Oh, Meatloaf Edition. So oh, yes. you can cook. Yeah, yeah, Meatloaf in the back and the seat. It has yeah. an actual toilet. And, yeah. I'm like, oh that's my god. So shit efficient. Yeah. 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 What a shady drive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a shady drive, <laughs> dude. That's a good one. Anything else, Johnny? Shout out no, anybody that's else? That's it. That's it. Um, not much is going on. Let's just uh, that's keep. That's not put- true. You're super busy. I am. But I just at the rest of Let's keep on putting out shows and we'll be fine, you know? Yeah, there's. I tried to schedule a show to come. That didn't work so well. I like set up all the scheduling and stuff and it just doesn't work that work. I, I was But like, we do want to thank you very much no, for coming out onto the show. It's great. Thanks Everyone's very us. excited to hear this episode. Cool. So um, it should be a good. Go see him. Buy your tickets. Yeah, buy tickets. He's doing good buy stuff. Tickets. Uh, and uh, Chef, we'll let you have the last word. I wasn't ready for that. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my awkward Eric right there. Uh, We're good. Thanks. (laughs) That's perfect. Grill, how long steak mister? Five minutes out. Eat a dick, bitch.